Ruth. And I'm Darren. Of the Rad Adventures Network. And you're listening to House of Horror. In this series, we talk about some of our favorite horror-themed movies, comics, and TV shows. The episodes are intended to be short to give you just enough information about a topic to let you know whether or not you would be interested in seeking it out. Today, we're talking about the many incarnations of Scooby-Doo. This is the 50th anniversary of Scooby-Doo, which premiered on Saturday morning TV on September 13, 1969. Since then, the series has aired hundreds of TV episodes in a variety of formats, and the series has expanded into comic books, animated movies, and even live-action theatrical films. And of course, the series has inspired memorable catchphrases like zoinks and jinkies. The initial idea for the series came about as a response to a backlash about the amount of violence in some cartoons aimed at children in the 1960s. Hanna-Barbera was already known for producing popular cartoons from theatrical shorts to Saturday morning TV shows, and they were looking for a new show that avoided the cartoon violence that some parents and politicians felt had proliferated on Saturday morning shows in the 1960s, and it had all led to the formation of the group Action for Children's Television in 1968. TV executive Fred Silverman had the initial idea of combining the popular radio series I Love a Mystery that he had enjoyed while growing up with light pop music that was enjoying a resurgence in the 1960s. And to make the show even more family-friendly, he suggested combining the characters from a popular family sitcom from earlier in the 60s called The Many Loves of Dobie Gillis. William Hanna and Joseph Barbera struggled with putting the elements together, and decided to turn the idea over to writers Joe Ruby and Ken Spears, along with artist Iwao Takamoto. In its first incarnation, the series was called Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? And it featured five characters who accidentally stumble into the middle of a seemingly supernatural mystery in every episode. The characters were friends Fred Jones, Daphne Blake, Velma Dinkley, and Norville Shaggy Rogers, along with their dog Scooby-Doo, who was a great Dane who could talk. The characters were all in their late teens and traveled together in a van called the Mystery Machine that was painted in bright pastel colors popular with the flower power movement in the U.S. at the time. Interestingly, the character of Fred Jones was named after Fred Silverman, who had the original idea for the show. The show was envisioned as a light-hearted comedy romp. Sure, there were supernatural monsters, but in the end, they always turned out to be people in disguise. And sure, there was suspense but the characters were never in any real danger, with most of the episodes played for laughs. These early episodes also featured a comedic chase sequence late in the episode that usually featured a catchy pop song. The original characters have become so iconic that most people don't realize they were based on the characters from The Many Loves of Dobie Gillis. Freddy is an all-around athlete with blonde hair and is based on the lead character Dobie Gillis. Beautiful, popular, and rich Daphne is based on Thalia Menninger, who Dobie was in love with. Shaggy, the lazy beatnik with a goatee who is always confused, is based on Maynard G. Krebs. And the brainy, petite brunette Velma is based on Zelda Gilroy, who is in love with Dobie. And Scooby-Doo wasn't the only series inspired by the many loves of Dobie Gillis. That series was the first show on any network in the U.S. to have teenagers as the main characters, and it's credited with inspiring many shows from Happy Days to Saved by the Bell. Derek William Crabb will appreciate that. <laughs> In addition to the characters themselves, many of the voice actors from the show are synonymous with the series and stayed in the roles for many years. Frank Welker has voiced Freddie Jones since the series premiered in 1969, and he still does the voice today. Casey Kasem voiced Norville Shaggy Rogers from 1969 until 1997 and returned to the role from 2002 to 2009. Matthew Lillard, who played Shaggy in the live-action films, took over as the voice of Shaggy in 2010. 
Don Messick was the voice of Scooby-Doo from 1969 until he passed away in 1997, with Frank Welker primarily doing the voice of Scooby-Doo since 2002. Heather North was the voice of Daphne Blake from 1970 to 1997, and Gray Delisle has done the voice since then. Velma Dinkley has had several voice actors over the years. Nicole Jaffe was the original voice from 1969 to 73, and the actresses that followed have copied her delivery, including Pat Stevens, Mindy Cohn, and Kate Micucci. Over the years, these original characters would become known officially as Mystery Incorporated and would be casually known as the Scooby Gang. The format of the series, from a gang of teenagers solving mysteries while comedic hijinks abound, proved so popular that Hanna-Barbera copied the formula for several other shows throughout the 1970s, including Josie and the Pussycats, The Amazing Chan and the Chan Clan, Speed Buggy, Captain Caveman and the Teenagels, and more. The original Scooby-Doo Where Are You was very popular and ran for two seasons and 25 episodes from 1969 to 1971. And if you're a collector, you'll be happy to know those original 25 episodes were restored in high definition for release on Blu-ray for the 50th anniversary. In 1972, the series was expanded from a half hour to an hour and renamed the new Scooby-Doo movies. This new version of the series retained all of the original characters and the story format of lighthearted supernatural mysteries, but in these new episodes, the Scooby gang met various celebrities in each episode. Some episodes featured real celebrities doing their own voices, such as Don Knotts, Dick Van Dyke, Tim Conway, Don Adams, and Davy Jones from the Monkees. Yay! Other episodes featured real celebrities like the Three Stooges and Laurel and Hardy, who were voiced by other actors. And other episodes featured fictional celebrities like Batman and Robin, as well as Josie and the Pussycats. The new Scooby-Doo movies was another success and ran for two seasons and 24 episodes. Again, if you're a collector, you'll be happy to know 23 of the 24 episodes were remastered in high definition and released on Blu-ray for the 50th anniversary under the title The Almost Complete Collection. Unfortunately, the episode featuring the Addams Family could not be included because actor John Aston would not sign a release for the episode, which featured him voicing the character of Gomez Adams. Scooby-Doo moved from the CBS network to the ABC network in 1976 with brand new episodes under the title The Scooby-Doo Show. Because of the popularity of Scooby-Doo, ABC often partnered the show with other programs to build an audience for those other shows, including Dino Mutt, The Laugh Olympics, and Captain Caveman. Over the next three seasons, 40 new episodes were produced in the format of the original Scooby-Doo Where Are You, featuring all of the original characters back in a half-hour format. This was particularly helpful to Hanna-Barbera because it gave them 65 half-hour episodes, which was the minimum needed for syndication in the U.S. at the time. Then, 1979 brought the first significant change to the format of the series, with the addition of a new regular character. Scrappy-Doo was Scooby-Doo's nephew, and as a puppy, he was filled with energy and had no fear of the supernatural villains they met each episode. Other than the addition of the new character, the episodes made in 1979 retained the original format of the series, and the addition of Scrappy took the ratings for the series to new heights, making it more popular than ever. However, while Scrappy-Doo was initially very popular, other changes to the series in following seasons would definitely change fans' opinion of the character over time. With the new popularity of Scrappy, producers and the network decided the original supernatural mystery format of the series was no longer needed, and that also meant that several of the original characters were no longer needed. When the series returned in the fall of 1980, Fred, Daphne, and Velma were gone, and the series now featured only Shaggy, Scooby, and Scrappy. Half-hour episodes no longer featured a single story, 
but instead included two or three shorter stories that featured the three characters in a variety of comedic adventures, and this format continued with small tweaks over the next several seasons. However, interest in this new format dwindled over time, and by 1985, as the popularity of the show in general, and Scrappy-Doo in particular, was beginning to wane, the show attempted to return to the mystery format with a new series titled The Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. While this version still featured Scrappy-Doo, it brought back Daphne, who joined Shaggy, Scooby, and Scrappy in a series of adventures, along with Vincent Van Gogh, who was voiced by Vincent Price. While this version is fondly remembered by many today, it didn't revive interest in the show at the time, and after its final episode aired in December 1985, no new episodes were made for nearly three years. Then in the fall of 1988, we got a new series titled A Pup Named Scooby-Doo. This tried to return to the original format, but with one big twist. The show features all of the original characters, including Freddy, Daphne, Velma, Shaggy, and Scooby-Doo, but instead of showing them in their late teens, they are all kids living in their hometown of Coolsville. The series is a bit of a reboot, or a bit of a prequel, or a bit of a retcon, depending on how you look at it. However, the return of the original characters, along with the return of the original format of the gang-solving supernatural mysteries, was a welcome return, and put the show back on track in many ways. It ran for a total of 28 episodes over three seasons. As reruns of Scooby-Doo continued in syndication in the 1980s and 1990s, it became more and more apparent that the episodes that stuck to the classic format of supernatural mysteries mixed with a little comedy and that featured all of the original characters were consistently the most popular. So Warner Brothers decided to revive the series with an animated movie made for home video. Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island was released in 1998 and featured Fred, Daphne, Velma, Shaggy, and Scooby-Doo traveling in the mystery machine. The movie stuck closely to the format of the original Scooby-Doo, Where Are You?, but updated it in places to make it feel more modern. The idea proved to be a big success and led to a series of sequels that revived interest in the show for many years to come. More than 30 animated movies have been released, including Return to Zombie Island, which was released in 2019 and is a sequel to the very first movie. The popularity of these animated movies also led to a new TV series. What's New Scooby-Doo premiered in 2002 and was the first weekly series since the 1980s. Sticking with the format established in the animated movies, this was a simple and straightforward update of the original Scooby-Doo Where Are You series. The episodes again feature Freddy, Daphne, Velma, Shaggy, and Scooby-Doo traveling in the mystery machine and stumbling onto supernatural mysteries. And the episodes usually feature a chase scene with a catchy pop song, just like the earliest episodes. The series ran for three seasons of 13 episodes and also included a holiday special for each season and a total of 42 episodes. Other TV shows followed, with most tweaking the format slightly, but almost all maintaining the basics, including the full gang, traveling in the mystery machine, and stumbling onto supernatural mysteries. Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated is possibly my favorite of the many versions of the series. It aired 52 episodes from 2010 to 2013, and while most episodes work as standalone stories, there is also a continuing story thread that flows through the entire series. And the stories also have a slightly darker and more ominous feel to them. Be Cool Scooby-Doo aired 52 episodes from 2014 to 2017 and is a much lighter show. And while it follows the original format, it is definitely focused more on humor than most versions of the show. And in some ways, the series has come full circle with the latest series that premiered in 2019, which is called Scooby-Doo and Guess Who? 
Just like the new Scooby-Doo movies from 1972, this series features the Mystery Inc. gang meeting a variety of celebrities in each episode, including real-life celebrity guests like Bill Nye the Science Guy and comedian Ricky Gervais, as well as fictional celebrities like Batman, Wonder Woman, and Sherlock Holmes. But that isn't all for Scooby-Doo, as the gang has also appeared in hundreds of comics over the years. While comics have been published by other companies in the past, since Warner Brothers owns both Hanna-Barbera and DC Comics, they kept the comics in the family for the most part. A series simply titled Scooby-Doo ran for more than 150 issues from 1997 to 2010 and was immediately followed by Scooby-Doo Where Are You, which still runs today and published its 100th issue this year for the 50th anniversary. In addition, Scooby-Doo Team-Up has been published since 2013 and is the comic book equivalent of the new Scooby-Doo movies as the gang teams up with different comic guests in each issue. And there was a well-received and gritty take on the characters in the series Scooby Apocalypse that ran for three years and 36 issues beginning in 2016 and just ending this year during the 50th anniversary. And there's also live-action Scooby-Doo. The first theatrical film, simply titled Scooby-Doo, was released in the summer of 2002 with Freddie Prince Jr. as Freddie, Sarah Michelle Gellar as Daphne, Matthew Lillard as Shaggy, Linda Cardellini as Velma, and Scooby-Doo is voiced by Neil Fanning. The movie was very successful, and the sequel Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed followed in 2004. While the second live-action movie was still profitable and actually received more favorable reviews from critics and fans, it was not as financially successful as the first film, so a planned third film was abandoned. Instead, the live-action movies moved to TV. Scooby-Doo! The Mystery Begins aired on the 40th anniversary of the series on September 13, 2009, and told the origin of the characters' first meeting. Again, it's a little bit of a reboot or a retcon, depending on how you look at it. The movie was planned as a one-off special, but proved so popular that a sequel with the same cast titled Scooby-Doo! and the Lake Monster was produced the following year. The two movies have a fun cast, including Kate Melton as Daphne, Haley Kiyoko as Velma, Nick Pilatus as Shaggy, and most notably, Robbie Amell as Freddie Jones. He would go on to star in The Tomorrow People and would then play Firestorm on the Flash TV series. And now it's the 50th anniversary of Scooby-Doo, and there's no end in sight. In fact, there's a brand new beginning on the horizon with a new theatrical animated film coming in the summer of 2020. So there's lots of Scooby-Doo still to come. I've been a fan my whole life, and I can remember watching the original episodes on Saturday mornings in the early 1970s. I can even specifically remember watching the premiere of the new Scooby-Doo movies in 1972 and seeing that first of the many changes in the show's format. I definitely have a nostalgic fondness for the series and the characters and still enjoy watching variations of the show today, as long as it features all of the original characters solving a fun mystery. We hope you've enjoyed hearing our thoughts about Scooby-Doo and the Mystery Inc. gang and would love for you to share some of your thoughts on social media. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll be right back with our wrap-up and contact information. In 2014, two comic fans joined forces to do a Doom Patrol podcast. As there was no Doom Patrol comic series at the time, they called it Waiting for Doom. That was us, me, Mike, and him, Paul. In 2016, DC Comics became fearful of the power of Waiting for Doom and sought to appease us by bringing the comic back. Uh, That's not exactly how it went. In 2018, terrified of the sheer horde organising power of Waiting for Doom, DC Universe announced a Doom Patrol TV show. Uh, I think they were planning that without us. In 2019, they again brought back the Doom Patrol comic, hoping we would not smite them. Uh, This makes no sense. 
2021, they realised we were the most unstoppable force in existence and released the Doom Patrol movie. Uh, this is pure fantasy now. In 2022, a terrified Motion Picture Academy awarded the Doom Patrol movie every single Oscar, including Best Documentary and Foreign Language Film. That, that's enough, Paul. Look, we just love the Doom Patrol and have fun talking about them. You can find us on all podcast places and now Spotify. And check out our website, waitingfordoom.com, or we will wipe you out, all of you. Podcast.blogspot.com. Before we go, we want to provide our contact information. You can contact us directly at radadventuresnetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram under the name Rad Adventures Network. That's Rad, R-A-D, which is short for Ruth and Darren. You can listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play and at podbean.com. You can even find the show on YouTube under Rad Adventures Network. And you can always visit RadAdventuresNetwork.com, where you'll find all of the episodes of all of our podcasts, including Trekker Talk about 23rd Century Bounty Hunter Mercy St. Clair by Ron Randall, Warlord Worlds about the comic creations of Mike Grell, including the Warlord, John Sable, and Green Arrow, and Xenozoic Xenophiles about the Cadillacs and Dinosaur series Xenozoic Tales by Mark Schultz. If you like the show, please consider leaving a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. While you won't find a specific place to review House of Horror, we hope you will leave a review under Rad Adventures Network. Every review helps the podcast be more likely to show up in search results. And on YouTube, we hope you'll subscribe to the channel and give us some likes on the videos. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll come back next time for another new episode of House of Horror. Rad Adventures Network is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. For more information, please visit comicpodcast.com. 
The theme music is Classical Attention from Royalty Free Music, Horror Edition, Volume 2. We make no money from this podcast and no copyright infringement is intended. 